0: Keeping a real Jared Lawrence.
1: I think I'm in a base. I'm feeling conflicted within my brain. All oh, these contradictions got me feel
2: strange. Is this the face? Or oh, is this the way? Non-Stop Profit I want to make a non-profit close down a store when I go shopping Open up the floor for a closed topic And relax on the beach in remote tropics But grind like I'm broke and I'm so jobless Feeling like it's me against the world It's the other way around We polluting and we won't stop it I want to stay at home and play Xbox But my homies keep on hitting up my inbox Say it's been a long time since they see me So I'm cutting off the TV and I meet them at the next spot I think I want a job in the office I give me a pity me with where the boss A paycheck every two weeks Over losing out of state for the fear that I go starving And yet I wanna take more risk I don't wanna take more losses wanna be a better spinner, but I like the idea and I can what the cost is I wanna tell the truth even when it hurts, but when I get it back I rather have to blow soften Wanna pray five times a day in my head into the tomorrow's probably not, I don't go often In the kitchen cooking dinner, yeah I made that, feeling lazy so I probably ought to take out Better yet I'm really ready for some Shake Shack, looking at the plate like I gotta keep my weight down In a circle of self-worth for judgment, how you match it up gets puzzling How to know enough is enough when you're lust for much of enough and feels just as real like I something
0: Welcome to Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence I'm your host, Jared Lawrence That's Odyssey Let me say it right contradictions maze tough word I'm not even gonna fault myself for that one that that was a tough word to get out pause but let me not waste any more time I have a lot of topics to get to I apologize actually I'm not even gonna apologize but I've been gone for like what a week and a half it wasn't too bad you know last year Y'all might not have heard from me for like a month, so not too bad this time, but I wanted to let that Mac Miller episode kind of sit because I was really proud of it, over three hours strong. I hope you guys got an opportunity to listen to that episode, and I hope you learned something. I hope you guys became fans of Mac Miller. And then also, if you didn't listen to the Martin Luther King episode I did, Go back and listen to that one, too. I'm, I'm proud of both of those episodes. Drop bomb for that. Like, I'm, I'm a pretty tough critic of myself. Like, I'll record these episodes, and I don't think they're good. I never think they're good. And then when I listen back, every time I listen back, I'm like, you know what? It's not that bad. And then some of them, I'm like, you know what? This is a really good episode. And those ones that are really good, I... I will go back and like edit. So like the Mac Miller and the Martin Luther King ones, I went back and edited those because I knew I had good episodes on my hand and I wanted to make sure I got all the mistakes out. Now this episode, probably going to leave the mistakes in because I already messed up in the beginning trying to say contradiction. So this will be a a pretty clean, not clean, a pretty raw, (laughs) raw episode. That's what they say in hip hop terms. Not like the sexual raw. This is raw as in we're going to leave the mistakes in. But those last two, I edited the hell out of those. Like, I want to make sure they sounded really good. Um, like I said, go back and listen to those. I'm proud of both of them. Two strong episodes. In the thing about this podcast that you probably don't get with a lot of other podcasts is the depth. The D-E-P-H. <laughs> the D-E-P-T-H. The depth. Because I'm giving you so many different things. Like I have episodes on monogamy. I have episodes on sex. I have episodes on Martin Luther King. I have episodes on Mac Miller. Episode about DMX. Episodes about relationships. Like dating. Like all types of things. My life. Like sports based episodes. I give you so many different categories. That I can't even put myself in a category. Even though I am in the society and culture category. If you like search it on your podcast apps. But I just wanted to show you guys that I can do so many different, like, things. And I'm doing them solo. Like, I have guests on here from time to time. But recently, it's just been me by myself because I feel like I I can't always expect to have people on. Everybody's busy. Everybody has their own things going on in their life. Shout out to Jackie. I know you keep telling me you want to be on there. I'm going to get Jackie on one of these episodes. But a lot of these I'll just do solo just because I know I'm strong enough that I can do it by myself. I don't, you know, there's some people who won't record their podcast unless they have somebody on that B mic with them. I'm an A mic and I'm an A mic who doesn't always need a B mic. I can like, I'll show you, I can do this by myself and I'm doing that today. Once again, I apologize though. I didn't know the beginning of this episode was going to be me cutting a promo. Like I said, I have a lot of topics. So let me just get right to them because The last few episodes have been kind of like under an hour. I don't know if we'll do that today. A lot of stuff to talk about. We might go over an hour. We might not. This is not like the new norm either. I don't want you guys to think I have like a time limit set. I'm just kind of talking. And once I've exhausted all my topics, the show is pretty much done. So the last few episodes, I just haven't had a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about. But since I've been out for like a week and a half and the last two episodes were more like based on people and I want to say those two episodes mean a lot to me because they're both based on people who have been big parts of my life, like who have added, I guess, to my growth and development. Mac Miller and Martin Luther King, both of them. Like, musically, Mac Miller is like one of my favorites, if not my favorite. And Martin Luther King, just so much he's done for this country, um, giving me the way to think. And I just always want to, like, be like him when it comes to making this world a better place, improving, especially the black community strengthening our, ourselves and getting us on the right path. So both episodes meant a lot to me, and I'm very happy I was able to do them. And I told you I was going to do the Mac Miller episode on his birthday. I made that happen, so I'm also proud of that because, let me tell you, to sit there for over three hours, talk and play music, it was fun, but it's also like something I knew I had to do. So I was like kind of like, let me find the right time to do this. And I'm just glad I was able to get it done. But like I said, a lot of topics to get to. (laughs) I'm finally going to get this show started. Uh, Apologies if you guys have been sitting there like, when are you going to start? We're starting now. So I'm going to start it kind of on a somber note. I want to say rest in peace to my good friend, Doreen Donovan. I can't even believe I'm saying it. Like, it still doesn't feel real to me. But Doreen um, passed away probably over what almost two weeks ago i think it was the weekend before martin luther king um day so man it just it still doesn't feel real but yeah like almost like maybe a week and a half ago she she passed away and you know i'm not on social media so i i got a text from a friend who informed me of it and Man, that's one of those situations where I do feel like I need social media. And I was just talking to another friend about this where it's like nowadays you find out this information via social media and it makes me feel like I need to be on there for that. But then I also have friends who know I'm not on social media and they'll get the information to me. But it's just tough, man. I want to say, you know, give my my condolences to her family. I'm not really in touch with anybody in her family like I knew her. I didn't really know the the rest of her family. Well, I've met everybody once or twice, but I didn't have that same relationship with them. But Doreen was a good friend to me. Anybody who knows her, this is not like secrets I'm putting out. This is all information that was on Facebook, but she had made an announcement. I want to say maybe two years ago, maybe under two years ago. It was sometime during the pandemic. And she made an announcement that She had stage four cancer. I didn't know, I don't know if she said, like, what type of cancer it was or any of those um, details, but she made an announcement that she had stage four cancer, and she said, you know, it was not going to get better. Like, she pretty much knew that her time on this earth was probably, I don't want to say limited, but she didn't have a lot of time left. Even though she did, she was able to, like, keep going for, like, maybe a year and a half, two years after that announcement. But the thing I wanted to point out is when Doreen said this, she basically said that she didn't want anybody to like feel bad for her or like text her and call her and ask her how she's doing and kind of just bugging her. And I say that because me and domain and I, I, maybe Mike, but we've had this conversation before where we're like, if we had cancer, if we had something like where we know we don't have a lot of time left on this earth, how would we handle it? Like, will we tell people or will we keep it to ourselves? Kind of like a Chadwick Boseman where he didn't tell anybody. Cause he didn't want the overreactions. He didn't want everybody hitting him up and like stressing him out when he knows he doesn't have a lot of time left. He just wanted to live a normal life a regular life. And I, I feel like that's kind of what Doreen wanted. She wanted to be able to still live a regular life, but she told us, she told us in advance what it was. So there wouldn't be shock, you know, When it happened, like with Chadwick, it was a shock because nobody knew that he was dealing with that. Doreen, I think, wanted us to know. In advance, like, hey, this is what I'm dealing with, but please don't ask me about it. Don't hit me up like it's not curable. Don't give me your remedies like she was pretty. Pretty um, concrete in what she wanted, and I respected those wishes. I always reached out to her like just regularly. I didn't try to treat her differently. I, you know, I text her, how, how are you doing? Like, how's everything going? But not know, like, how is everything going in that term, but just more like life stuff. Like, how, how are you doing? Like, how's your day? Like, just normal conversation. I always tried to keep it normal. I didn't want to burden her or anything. And I feel like we had, we had some good conversations. I feel like we could have, I could have reached out more. And that's something I'm always going to think about, like, man, and that's when anybody passes. It's always like, I wish I could have reached out more. I wish I could have talked to them more. But I think with Doreen, it was tough because when I would reach out, I always got the impression that she was, she was just living her life, but that she kind of didn't want me to maybe worry or she didn't want me really to know how bad it was. Cause maybe, it, maybe her situation was worse than she let on. And I think when I talked to her, she would always, you know, seem like everything was good. But like we never really had a lot of phone conversations. And I'm not sure if that's just because we were missing each other with the phone calls. Because I did call sometimes and I'll get the voicemail. And I know there's a couple of times she called me, but I don't know. Like the last conversation I had with her, I had texted her to see how she was doing, how life was and everything. Because I hadn't talked to her in like maybe four or five months. And I just thought about her like randomly. And this was a week before I had got the news that she passed. And our conversation was just like, hey, what's up, blah, blah, blah. And she basically was like, you know, I'm good, but I'm playing a game right now. I'll get back to you. I don't know if it wasn't a good, like if she wasn't really doing good and just didn't want me to know. Or if she really just never really forgot or she forgot to get back to me. It's just a lot of those things I wonder about. But. I always got the feeling that she was just living her life. Even when she said, I'm playing a game, I felt like she was just living her life and she was enjoying her life. And she didn't want to think about maybe what was going on. And I, I respect that. I always say like when we talk about people in like their final days or if they're going through things and we're always like, stay strong. Like you got to keep fighting and all that. I feel like a lot of times when we do that, it's for us, it's not really for them. We're saying that to make ourselves feel better, to make ourselves feel more comfortable about the situation, whereas they're a lot of times content with what it is. And you saying that stuff is not really like helping them. They're trying to, you know, live peacefully and not worry about that type of stuff because they know that it's coming. And I feel like sometimes when we tell them or when we want to talk about what they're going through, it's not really good for them. It's, it's more about just making ourselves feel better. So hopefully that's something everybody can learn from. But, man, I just have a lot of good memories with Doreen, and that's something I'm always going to be able to look back on and remember. Um, a lot of pictures together that I can look back on in just good times, man. I remember when I was working in New York, I was mapping in Brooklyn back in 2013. And, yeah, I was in this place called Sheep's Head Bay, and she lived in a place called, I think it was called Brighton Beach. Or no, I'm sorry, Garrison Beach. She lived in a neighborhood called Garrison Beach. And it wasn't far from Sheepshead Bay, like maybe a five or ten minute drive. It was super close. And my hotel was in Sheepshead Bay. And I remember she came out to where I was at. And we had went to some place called the uh, Rooster, the Rolling Rooster. Some type of like roast beef sandwich place that was like right next to my hotel. It was really dope. She had put me onto that spot. So we went there. And we got, like, these roast beef sandwiches, and I just have good memories of that. But also, after work some days, I would go to her bar where she bartended at. And I would just, you know, after having a long day's work, go hang out there, have a drink, eat dinner. They had some really good food at that bar, too, man. Shout out to that bar. But we just got to hang out, talk. I, was, You know, she was working, so she was serving other customers, too. But she would always come by, have a good conversations with me. And she got when she got off work, she would come sit down, and we'd talk more and hang out. And the thing is, as we get older, like, friends move away and stuff, and everybody goes their separate ways. And that's why I'm so thankful for that mapping job I had because I traveled all over the country mapping. And whenever I was in a city where I had a friend, man, I would always reach out like, hey, I'm in your city. You guys want to hang out? And when it was New York, I hung out with Doreen quite a bit. Like I said, I would go to the the rooster spot with her. I can't remember the exact name of it. I think it was, like, Rolling Rooster or something. You can look it up, though. It's in – um sheepshead bay in brooklyn and then going to the bar hanging out with her there and i remember on the weekends my hotel was like so expensive so i would always have to drive to like queens and stay at like a cheaper hotel and doreen was always like no you got to come to garrison beach like on a friday like we're having some event blah 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 like you got to come hang out like it's gonna be a big party i don't remember what it was it was like one of their neighborhood like events And she hyped it up so much. I was like, all right, I'm going to go. So one one night I ended up staying in Brooklyn an extra night. And I went over to Garrison Beach. And we went to like some like community center, civics. I don't know what kind of building it was. And they had like, it was what she said. It was like a big neighborhood event. They had a DJ playing there, drinks, music. Like it was a good time. I met some of her friends. And I remember them. they played the wobble. And if you know me, you know, like whenever the wobbles played, I'm jumping on the dance floor. And this was a pretty white event. Like it was, you know, it's Brooklyn, like that type of Brooklyn where I was probably the only black person there. Maybe one other black person was there. So, you know, when I started doing the wobble, everybody's like looking at me like I'm the best dancer there. And that's that that comes with being black sometimes. Like when you go to an event where it's mostly white people, you're going to be looked at as the best dancer, whether you can dance or not. They're looking at you to hold it down and carry the torch for the night. So I went over there. I did the wobble. I got everybody on the dance floor. Doreen had took a video of it. Which she had tagged me on Facebook um, years ago, it was just a great night, man. I remember that. I remember meeting her fiance at the time who ended up becoming her husband. Super cool dude. I forgot his name. But man, just a lot of good memories from being up there in New York and being able to spend that time with her. And also when she would come down to Florida to visit, I was able to always hang out with her because she would always reach out to me and say, I'm in Florida. I'm back in Orlando. You know, I want to hang out. And I would always make time for her when she came down. Whether I had to go all the way to where her mom lived at in DeBerry, I would go pick her up and bring her to wherever we were going, whether it was downtown to do meet up with other people, back to the east side. Like I always would make time to see her when she was in town. And, man, it's just a lot of great memories with that, like going out downtown with a group of friends, hanging out on the east side, going to somebody's house and just chilling. A lot of good times, man. Shout out to my friend Janine because I know she – was very close to, to Doreen too and like we both would all see each other and man I'm really gonna miss her but I'm just thankful for the time that we had together and I just want to come on here and speak some kind words about her and just let you know like the type of person she was she was a super sweet person um known her since high school like it's just you know we go all the way back since we used to hang out in a neighborhood called Bradford Lakes where she lived at where My other friends, James and Steve and Howard Lou, like all our friends, like we would all hang out in this little neighborhood and she lived there and she would always come out and hang out with us. So this is like somebody I've known since like legit, like middle school. And we've gone all through like middle school, high school and like life together and just stayed in touch. And like I said, you don't always get to see them as often as you'd like as you get older. Everybody moves away. Everybody does their own thing, but we would still keep in touch. And it always felt it always felt like we picked up where we left off. It never felt like, "Hey, I've I've lost, I've missed out on so much." Like, but man, I I just wanted to come on here and talk about her for a little bit, and hopefully, you guys learned a little bit about her and our friendship. And it just it hurt, man. It hurt me to see her like in that situation. Even though I'll never truly know like what she was dealing with because she didn't really um, let on. And like I said, I think about that and maybe that's how I will handle it too. If I was in a similar situation, but I always just want to give everybody respect when they're going through something like that. Like if you, whatever your wishes are, I'm going to respect that. So I never want to bombard anybody and I'm never going to be the type that's telling you, Hey, try this. or You need to do that. Like if you're content and you're at peace with everything, which I think she was, I'm going to be a little bit more, content and understanding and at peace and that's why i'm not like super sad right now i'm not like when i first got the news i was very sad and it was a little emotional just because i i always want more time with somebody although i mean we all say that and i feel like we never we never take advantage of that time when we have it and it's when it's gone you want it and that goes back to what i was saying before about just you thinking about yourself and you're like, man, I stay fighting and all this because you want it. Like You're thinking about what's best for you, not what's best for them. But rest in peace, Doreen. I'm going to miss you. A lot of memories. I remember when you had asked me to send you like a lot of our throwback pictures because you had a, a photo album, a digital album, and I was able to send those to you and you saw them. Uh, she was supposed to come down for our 20-year high school reunion we had last year that I told you guys about but I think she wasn't feeling well so she didn't make it to that. So, I don't even remember the last time I really saw her, but I just know we had a lot of good times together, a lot of great memories. You will be missed always in my thoughts, always in my heart forever. Um let me see what else I want to talk about. Um let me let me get to a little bit more upbeat now. I don't want to I have more like somber stuff, but we'll we'll mix it around. I don't want to just hit you guys with all the bad stuff in the beginning and we'll mix it around. Um, You know what? Let's talk about the NFL playoffs that happened the AFC and NFC Championship game was yesterday. Great games. Both of them great games. Shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals. They are going to the Super Bowl. And shout out to the uh, St. Oh, I almost called them St. Louis. Shout out to the Los Angeles Rams. Also also going to the Super Bowl. And man, nobody, I don't think anybody picked the Bengals to win that game against the Chiefs. And I, I really thought the Chiefs had it. They were up 21 to 3, blew that lead, lost 24 to 27 to 24. I'll say this for all the hype Patrick Mahomes gets, and it well deserves. I mean, he's already won a Super Bowl. He's a great quarterback, but he was very average in that second half. I don't want to say mid because I'm going to save that for Jimmy Garoppolo, but Patrick Mahomes was very average, and even that last drive in regulation where they ended up having to kick like a 42-yard field goal, like, that was because of him scrambling around and getting in trouble and getting sacked. Like, he just, he wasn't throwing to Tyreek Hill enough. I can see why Miko and Hill were fighting, because Hill wasn't getting the ball, and Miko thought he was supposed to get the ball. They're throwing a lot of, like, some guy I never heard of, Robinson out. You know I don't I'm not mad at the Travis Kelsey passes, like that was where you needed to go, but the play calling at the end of that game, man, I, I'm not sure the Chiefs looked unstoppable at the beginning of that that game, and then by the end of it they just looked like they were struggling to even move the ball down the field. and even when the, when the overtime when the when the coin got flipped, and everybody' was like oh, it's over, the Chiefs are getting the ball." I didn't think that because I was like, this dude has looked very average this whole second half. I had, I had no confidence that he was just going to drive them down and score a touchdown. It didn't happen. So shout out to Joe Burrow and them boys because they got it done. Also, shout out to my niece, Lily. her brother, Jackson, Jackson Carmen number 79. He's an offensive lineman for the Bengals, uh, right guard, I believe. He's going to the Super Bowl in his rookie year, and it's crazy because he went to Clemson for college. He went to the national championship game in his freshman year. So this guy, I know he's had an up-and-down season, like, as – um statistically and as a player. But he played, like, most of that second half yesterday. I was watching him. And, I mean, he's only a rookie, but just to get that type of start to, like, your whole football life, man, national champion in college, and now you might be a Super Bowl champion, it's just very impressive. And I'm excited for them. I, I'm i actually going to probably root for the Bengals just because of him. And, yeah, I, I hope they can win. I mean, I know the Bengals O-line. I know they get killed. That O-line, look, O-line is rough. I ain't gonna lie, even though they got my niece's brother on there who I'm not related to by blood, it's a long story, (laughs) my dad had a kid at 14, he had a daughter who was my niece, the lady he had the daughter with, or the lady he had my niece with, they didn't stay together, she ended up marrying somebody else, had two other sons, so that's why I'm not technically related to them, but I'm still gonna root because you know I'm friends with his mom on Facebook and everything, and I've met them. I've FaceTimed him. I asked him for a Trevor Lawrence jersey. I never got it, but that's beyond the point. But look, the Bengals O-line, yeah, they're going to have to tighten it up for the Super Bowl because that Rams D-line with Aaron Donald and all them and Von Miller on the edge, like, they're going to give them a lot of trouble. I'm interested in watching that matchup between um, Jackson and Aaron Donald because that I think Aaron Donald is going to be going against him. But then again, I'm not sure if Jackson will start because he didn't start against the Chiefs. I, I don't know if the guy got hurt ahead of him or the guy was just not playing well. i have to look into that. But man, Bengals definitely got to control of the line of scrimmage if they want to have any chance of winning this game. Although Matthew Stafford has looked very average too. He's had some good throws, but overall, he hasn't looked that impressive. Honestly, Joe Burrow's the most, he's probably looked the most impressive outside of Josh Allen in these playoffs. He's been the most consistent. So I think with Joe Burrow they have a chance, but that O line is gonna have to step it up, man. Big Jack, you're gonna have to you got to do something, man, against this this rush. So, and he's you know he's only he's only a rookie, so he's still getting better. I'm not gonna like say his career is going one way or the other, but I think Jackson will have a very fine NFL career. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase though, those dudes are already solidified. Joe Mixon, it's a strong team. Even their tight end, I forgot that dude's name, but he was all right too. The Bengals secondary. Might have some problems. I'll tell you right now, if they put Eli Apple on Cooper Cup, they're in trouble. <laughs> or or even Odell Beckham. But it seems like Stafford, I don't know, man. He's he's had some up and down stuff. I think he was like tied for the lead, lead interceptions too. So that's why I'm not saying it's going to be like a blowout. I felt like the Rams actually should have lost the game to the Niners yesterday. But the only reason they won is because Jimmy Garoppolo is mid. In mid is a term, I don't even smoke weed, but it means, like, bad weed. Jimmy Garoppolo looked average. He was super mid, and they should have easily won that game, but he didn't play good. If he would have played better, they would have easily won that game. So that's the reason they're not in the Super Bowl. But I don't know. It'll be a good game. We'll probably talk more about it as we get closer. But that's all I got for now. Like I said, I'm going for the Bengals. I guess that's my prediction, <laughs> but we'll do. Maybe I'll do another one of those episodes where I like randomly call people and get Super Bowl predictions. Maybe we'll do another one of those episodes next week. Look out for that. Moving on, I went out um a couple weekends ago, so it was a Saturday night for my friend's wife's birthday, and it was like a '90s theme pub crawl. Which I'm not even drinking right now. I haven't drank since the New Year, so I was pretty sober this whole night, but. I want to talk about this because it was just an interesting night. Um, we had ended up going to a bar called Patio. And we're there, a whole bunch of people. I'm with Janine and Chris um, and then my other friends. But while we're there, they're playing all this, like, 90s music. And if you've never been to the Patio, it's a bar in um, downtown Orlando. They have, like, an outdoor, like, legit, like, patio. You're outside. And it was freezing this night, so it was probably counterproductive to be on the patio in, like, 50-degree weather. But we were there. I was bundled up. I was dressed properly for the weather, so it wasn't a big deal. But when we're on the dance floor, the DJ's playing all types of good music. Like, he's playing Criss Cross, Montel Jordan, like, all the 90s stuff you would expect. I think we got a little TLC in there, and I had a dope TLC shirt. But he starts playing Britney Spears. So when he's playing Britney Spears, this, I guess she was white. I think the girl's white. They said she was from like North Carolina. I'm going to say she's white. She starts dancing and this girl starts doing the whole Britney Spears, like hit me baby one more time. Or I don't even know what the song was. I don't think it was one more time. I think it was the other Britney song that's real popular, but she's doing like this whole routine to the song. Like, and she's on the floor, like rolling around folks. It's COVID right now. COVID's still out here. (laughs) This girl's rolling on the floor during COVID. And all I can think to myself is, man, like, I really would have to be willing to take a risk to even be trying to do nothing with her right now after rolling all over that floor. I'm talking about bare feet. I don't know if she was bare feet, but like back touching the ground and all of that and doing the Britney Spears routine. But I say all that to say, Chris is over there doing his little dancing too. Cause Chris is a really good dancer and we're going to get to Chris in a minute. Cause Chris has a new song out and I'm going to play that. But Chris is doing his own routine. They're not dancing together. Chris is married. He understands that. So he was, you know, he was following his rules, but he's doing his own routine. And I guess after the Britney Spears girl was done dancing, her friend comes up to us cause they saw Chris dancing and they're like, Hey, we want you to come dance with the Britney girl. And Chris is like, nah, 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 I'm good, I'm good. And Chris is trying to, like, steer me over there. Like, oh, no, nah, yeah, you go, you go. And I know, look, I'm not the type, I'm not good enough of a dancer to be trying to dance with that Britney girl because she was really good. For as wild as she was on that floor, like, she was a good dancer. So I was like, I'm not doing it. But the girl who was trying to get us to go dance with her was fine, bro. Like, she was so fine. She had, like, she was, like, this tall... I don't know if she, I thought she was like light skin at first, but now I'm like, maybe she's Puerto Rican, but I'm like, maybe she's black and white. Maybe she's just white. She had this curly hair, curly Brown hair, tall, beautiful face. And she's like telling us to go dance with the Britney girl. And all I can think about is I don't want to dance with Britney. I want you. So when she comes back, cause she kept like interacting with us, she was super cool. She comes back over there and I told her straight up, like, look, we don't want Britney. We want you. <laughs> And she's like giggling, thank you. And I'm like, hey, what's your name? I don't even know if I got her name. But she said, I'm from Morocco. So as soon as she said that, I even got more interested. Cause I'm like, you know what? She ain't even white. Like she's from Africa somewhere. I think French Montana's from Morocco. So I knew it was Africa. So even after that, I was just like, yo, this girl's she's fine. And she's from Morocco. I gotta holler at her. So well, I said, when she comes back, man. I I don't even care, man. I'm pulling up from 50. Like I'm shooting from wherever I got to shoot on this court. And I had that confidence. I don't know what it is about me recently, but I just got this confidence where it's like, I'm not scared to talk to anybody. So I'm pulling up from anywhere in the court. So she comes back over and I told you I'm pulling up from 50. I go up to her. I said, look, I said, look, girl, I just want to take you out on a date. Let me take you out on a date. I think those were my exact words. And she was like, oh, thank you, but I have a girlfriend. I said, whoa, hold on. Wait, you don't like guys? Like, I was like, oh, sheesh. So then the girlfriend like walks over. She pulls the girlfriend. Oh, this is my girlfriend. Well, uh, I think she's like blonde or brunette. I don't know. But I was just like, damn it. Like, I'm not taking that as an L. Because it wasn't like a full rejection. It wasn't like a, I'm not interested. She never said those words. She said, I have a girlfriend. Which means... I still might have had a chance if she didn't have a girlfriend. That's how I'm taking it. I got to keep my confidence high, so I'm going to tell myself that's what it was. But I talked to the girlfriend, and I was like, "Yo, yeah, you are so lucky. Like, you have a beautiful girlfriend. You guys need to stay together. Don't mess this up, because if you mess this up, I'm sliding in. I told her those that word for word. And she was like, I know. She gets hit on everywhere we go. So I guess they already knew what it was. But I, I actually stu- um, stood around and talked to them for a little bit, and I gave them, like, a lot of encouragement. I said, I want to see y'all make it. I want to see this relationship last. I wish y'all nothing but the best. How long have you been together? They said a year. Um, so I was just like, look, I hope you guys stay together. I, I wish you nothing but peace, love, and happiness. And they were just super cool people, but I just wanted y'all to know that I'm I'm pulling up from anywhere this year. Like, if I see somebody I like, I'm not scared to talk to them. And I found out the hard way that, she had a girlfriend, but it wasn't like I said. I'm not taking that as a, a total rejection because the girlfriend was cool as hell. The other girl, it, I'm gonna say this: even though that girl had a girlfriend, she was still like giggling and like she was like holding me, like on my, uh, grabbing my arm, like as we were talking and like you know, you know the little like touchy feely talkings. She was giving me that, so I was like, you know what? I don't know if she's full on like on uh, like likes girls. She might like dudes too. Like I still. She might have still thought I was cute because I was still getting vibes that if she didn't have a girlfriend, I had a good chance. But that's that's what the situation was, and I accepted it. I'm not like one of those dudes who can't take a no, so I wish them nothing but the best. But like I said, Chris has a new song out, and I also want to commend Chris. He was a very um, good guy during that whole time and very respectful. So shout out to him, but I want to play his new song. He has a song called heart attack. If you haven't seen the video for this, the video is really good. Like go to his YouTube page. His name on there is Chris It's C R I S S A N J I. That's his artist name and his YouTube page name. And this video for this song, I I've watched it at least 10 times. I've told him like, this is your best video you've done so far. Over five thousand views on YouTube already. Let's try to get those views up even more. So watch it, share it with your friends. If you have a streaming platform, make sure you stream it. But I'm gonna play it on here just so you guys can hear it. But I also want you to check out the video because the video is just really good. They shot it in Sanford at a bar. Just a great concept. The girl in there is really fine too. Yeah, but this is Chris Chrisanji. It's called Heart Attack.
1: Sanjay! Girl, bring it on, to me bring it on, gimme, me bring it me bring it me girl, bring it on, me bring it me me bring it down hey, hey. From where over you now, missa, with a tiny one. I looks so much everything I want. Ready was to smile but skip the talking Jump in the position and approach the situation Like we in a bed scene Trouble mix to make jump but type it on the daisy With no delays Got when you your hands will change and miss out so On the best scene How are the opportune time? How oh, are you tight from behind? Nah. Have a man but you know I pay him no mind nah. Now a time for dance, no a time for dance Make your race like road Set it for me, girl, take control Me, yeah. me, the control. Jump on the like, like there when your back, kick yeah. Moment silence. Wasn't way over me head. Yeah, I wasn't ready but I made not from the day they don't come yeah, again, yeah, yeah. they manage, ya ye yeah, is a savage, been quite some time since they get a good challenge, ya yeah, man they excite me ken and manage, ya wine ya yeah, shit famous cause, cause yeah, have a talent, a sin, you just get a call from heaven, ya one type of day god is them then, cause you more than nothing. tin, crush ya lip on body tis a sin, good up good up style if it win, make your nah. race roll. Like no, 60 put me girl to control, Japanese rock, Japanese Bring it, Heart
0: me, me, Shout out to Chris. What up, Janine? Y'all hit me back. Give me your feedback on that song. Let me know what you think. I will pass it along to Chris. But like I said, you can also look him up on all the streaming services. That's Chrisanji, C-R-I-S-S-A-N-J-I. I -I. I always got to like pause because I don't want to make sure I say it wrong. But super dope song called Heart Attack. I actually went out and bought it on Amazon Music because I like to own everything And I put it on my phone so I could play it on the show, too. So make sure you support. I've been trying to get Chris to the top, man. I'm trying to get him. I'm trying to get Chris, like, seen because I think he's super talented. And I think just in this day and age, there's just so many people putting out music that it's hard to get seen. But once you get, like, those eyes on you, you, you're, you're up from there. Like, everything's up. So. The more we can tell people about Chris and his music, I think it can get into the hands of more and more people and shared with more and more people, and then who knows where it can go from there, but I would just love to see his talent on another level, like his musical talent, and I think this song and video is probably the start of that. Like I said, he's over 5,000 views on YouTube, just very impressive. Like I think this song is going to do well. And I think this is one of those songs where the visual helps because the video is really good too. I really love that video. Like I said, I've played it 10 times already and I've subscribed. Like if you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe to his YouTube page because then you'll see whenever he puts out new stuff, he does a lot of um, guitar videos where he's showing you how he's learning the guitar. A lot of guitar content on there. So I'm a YouTube guy. I love watching stuff on YouTube. I subscribe to like everybody's stuff. So make sure you check out that song. Heart attack by Chris Sanji. And also give me your feedback. I want to know what you guys think about it. I like it. I want to know if everybody else is feeling it. Um, Have you guys heard about what the M- NFL and the NBA are doing right now? Apparently they've changed their COVID testing, their rules on it. So, you know, before it was the, um, if you were vaccinated, they only were testing you if you had symptoms. And if you were unvaccinated, you were getting tested like every day. Now, and it's kind of interesting, with the NFL playoffs here, and especially the Super Bowl, NFL has kind of um, changed some of those rules. So now the NFL is saying they are not going to test anybody, (laughs) whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. They're not testing anybody unless you show symptoms. I think that's pretty big. The NBA right now, I think if you're vaccinated, they're not testing you. If you're unvaccinated, you're getting tested. But I think pretty soon they're only going to test if you have symptoms for vaccinated and unvaccinated. It's kind of interesting. Kyrie Irving still can't play. I don't understand that, but, you know, still can't play in home games. But they're loosening up their testing. And I I think both of these cases are interesting because it's kind of what I predicted before where I was like, we have to learn how to live with covid it's here like once you leave your house you are at risk of being exposed to it so i just feel like we have to learn how to live with it in our day-to-day lives and i do agree with the nfl and nba i think this is the right decision i don't think you need to test every single day i don't i think we over test kind of in this country i think if you show symptoms that's kind of when you test but with the with the way covid is and um everybody's developing their antibodies and the numbers are starting to go down. I think we do have to start treating it more like the flu where we just know it's out there and you can be exposed to it. But I I don't see us having to like go over do all this extra stuff anymore. I think, I think we're at a good place with it where we can live our day to day lives and not really stress too much. The vaccines are out there. Um, we have a lot of different things that can help you. But I think everybody's been exposed to it at this point. So either you've had it, you've been asymptomatic and had it, or your body's either developed the antibodies to fight it, but I don't think it's as big of a threat as it was a year ago. So I'm not mad at either one of those. Um I give props to the NFL and the NBA. I know they're only doing it because of the Super Bowl. They don't want anybody missing this game, but I'm not mad. Let me see what else we have to talk about. Um, I was watching a Wiz Khalifa interview the other day. and He, he said an interesting quote. And I'm just going to say the quote. It's not really a topic, but he said, I don't know if I was trying to quiet the noise or make more noise so it wouldn't get quiet. And I think he was talking about, like, depression and stuff. So that was just an interesting, um, interesting quote. I wrote it down just because when I heard it, I was like, wow, that's pretty deep and depressions out there. Still a real thing. Uh, rest in peace to the, the young lady who um, they said she committed suicide by jumping off one of the, uh, her, I guess it was her condo building in New York city. Chesley, I think was her name. Chesley. Chris. Yes. Young lady, 30 years old, man. Super sad depressions. It's real. It's out there. Like I said, we always got to reach out to our friends and sometimes I hate to say it, but sometimes, sometimes there's really nothing you can, you can't really do, but you can always just try to make the attempt and try to reach out. But we never know what anybody's going through. We don't know what anybody's dealing with in their lives. There's a lot of people out here who are super sad who are never going to show it and you just have no idea. So sometimes you don't even know. And when stuff like that happens, you're like, whoa, like where would this come from? But We just don't know what people are doing in their regular lives. and or how they're feeling or thinking unless they tell you or you see signs, but it's still always good to just check on people. Like you never know, maybe somebody's dealing with something and they're at the edge where they're ready to end it. And you just reach out, Hey, how's everything going? And that might be enough to stop them. So I always try to keep in touch with my friends. I don't do it like every single day, but from time to time I text people and just like, Hey, how are y'all doing? How's life? I got to get better at it. Like I said, um, even with Doreen, I hadn't talked to her before that last text in months. Uh, I'm always trying to get better at that, family members and friends. I'm always trying to reach out more and do more. But I wanted to talk about how we don't know what people are going through because I want to transition into another topic. And shout out to Courtney, because Courtney, um, he's a, a listener of the show, a friend of mine. He always hits me up. We talk about stuff. And he had reached out to me last week and he sent me an article about a woman from Connecticut named Lauren Smith Fields. And I actually had read this. I had knew about this story before he even sent the article. So I was familiar with the story and we were talking about it. But if you're not familiar with it, uh, she was a 23 year old woman who was mysteriously found dead in December, December 12th to be exact. After a date with a white man that she had met on Bumble. This is a black woman we're talking about. I think that's important. The race is important to this because we never know. We never know. Well, actually, I'm going to tell you why it's important. Besides the we never know what people's intentions are. I think race is important, as you'll see the way this case was handled. So she was found um, dead in her apartment. I guess the the guy who she had met on uh, Bumble, apparently they only had been talking for three days. He went over to her place. They had a date at her house. And he claims they just had a couple drinks, or maybe not a couple. I don't know if he said an exact number, but he claims they had drinks and that she was feeling sick or something, and that like she started bleeding from her nose. So he helped her to the bed and like helped her like lay down and made sure she was, you know, put in the bed safely. And that he stayed and cuddled or stayed and comforted her all night. That's his story. But then in the morning she was found dead. I guess he had to call the police because she was unconscious when he when he woke up. So, I think all of that is interesting because his story is like they had some drinks in that she was found like unresponsive in the morning after not feeling well, but then when they did the test, apparently she had like fentanyl in her system, she had codeine in her system, a hydroxyzine I think it's called. Forgive me, I don't know the words of uh, all these different things, but she had a lot more in her system than would indicate it was just drinks. So that's what Courtney was, like, telling me about. He's like, yo, I don't. I think this dude did it. Like, I think this dude might be responsible for this. But my response to him was like, it's possible. But I also want to err on the side of caution because we don't know what people do. Like, we don't know people's lives, man, and that's, that's an important thing, too not saying this woman was into any of that, but we just don't know what people do in their personal lives. Cause her family of course is saying like she never did drugs. Like she wasn't a drug user. They don't know anything about her ever doing drugs. And I can tell you this, I can tell you there's a lot of families of friends I have that if they passed away, their family would say the same thing. But I would know in my heart that they did do the drugs. So just because your family says you never did drugs, that doesn't mean your family knows that you never did drugs. Like, a lot of times, man, I can even say, like, just from things I've seen in my family, like, people don't know what, what these kids are doing, man. They don't know what their kids do when they're not around. Parents always think all oh, their kids are angels and virgins and never had to drink alcohol and drugs or any of that, and never smoke. Like, all these parents think their kids have never done anything. So when when that happens, I'm not surprised that the family's response – And honestly, if that was my sibling or friend or somebody, I would want this case looked into more because you know what? It's very sketchy that she had all of that in her system and this white man is saying they only had drinks. So what I was telling Courtney is I'm like, what they need to do, and this is where I think race comes into into play because the police apparently did such a terrible job Securing the crime scene, that the family of this young lady, um, Lauren Smith Fields, her family said they went to the apartment later after the police were done doing their investigation. They found blood on the sheets. There was a used condom in the trash. There was a pill on the bed. So at this point, I'm like, what kind of investigation is the Connecticut in, in Bridgeport, to be specific? This is Bridgeport, Connecticut. And we're going to get to them in a minute because there's more to this this little city that we got to get to. But I'm like, what kind of investigation is the Bridgeport Police Department doing where they allow all of that evidence to be left behind after they're done with their investigation and this young woman's family has to come and find that themselves? And then also I'm hearing they weren't even notified that their, their daughter, sister, passed away like they had to find out I forgot how they found out but they didn't find out from the police so this is all starting this is where this this whole situation gets a little fishy to me like this story I'm trying to like give this guy the benefit of the doubt that he didn't do anything but it's like how are the police not doing a proper investigation like so what I told Courtney was I said "What, what we really probably need to see to know if she was doing drugs or into drugs is One, we got to see the Bumble messages because I feel like if you've met someone within three days and they're coming to your house and you have drugs in your system, if you are doing these drugs consensually, there's probably some type of communication either in the Bumble messages or if they took it off Bumble to text. And I'm not going to say phone because I don't think a lot of people make phone calls anymore. They probably communicate through Bumble and text, maybe some phone calls, too, but. I'm willing to bet if she consensually did these drugs, we're going to have something we can trace back to prove it. Like whether it's the bumble messages or text messages, there's going to be something in there with some communication like, Hey, bring this or I have this, like let's do this together. Also. And I'm sure the police didn't do this because it already sounds like they, they botched this case from the beginning. Did they test the guy to see if he had any of these same drugs in his system? Like, did they do these drugs together or did he put stuff in her drink? Because a lot of times now people are putting stuff in drinks. And like they said, the family said they found a pill on the bed. Like, this is a lot of shady stuff where I'm like, I'm seeing Courtney's point where like, you know what? Maybe this guy might have had something to do with it. But I do want to hear more information before I jump to conclusions. Apparently, like one of the detectives have already been fired they're already letting new people handle this investigation because the Bridgeport PD did such a bad job in the beginning. I'm hoping they didn't mess up any evidence where we won't be able to get to the bottom of this. But this is one of those stories where I I definitely want to know if foul play was involved, but I, I can't call it right now because even though she had all that in her system, I don't know what her life was like before that. I don't know how she like got down, you know, and I'm not trying to sound insensitive, but we just don't know. I'm never gonna assume I know something about somebody I've never met. Even one of the people I've met, I don't know people's lives. I don't know what anybody does when I'm not around. I've told my friends this. I've had a friend who's married, and he was like, "Do you think I um? Do you think I cheat on my wife?" And I said, "I said I don't know what you do when I'm not around. Like I'm not. I don't. I'm not saying you do or you don't, but I don't know what you do when I'm not around." I I just I don't want to assume anything because nowadays there's so much that people do when you're not allowed in their personal life that you just don't know what anybody's doing and it, and it's sad to say I feel like we never really learn the truth about people and what they're into until after they pass away after somebody passes away I feel like all the information tends to come out because there's a lot of stuff you can access that you probably couldn't when they were alive like their phone data their history internet history like there's just a lot more. You're going to find out when somebody dies. And let me tell you, if I ever die, whew, I might find out some stuff. I don't, know. I don't know. You might. You might be surprised. But it's just, we never know, like, what people are doing in their lives. That's all I'm going to say. I hope her family does get justice. But I, I mentioned the Bridgeport Police Department because this is where things get a little bit more, not interesting, but a little bit more questionable to me. So I just read this and I don't even know if Courtney knew this. I'm going to send this to him later. But apparently on December 12th, the same day that Lauren Smith fields was found dead. There was another woman in Bridgeport named Brenda Rawls. Who's 53 years old. She was also found dead on the same day. Similar type of case. She had went to an acquaintance house that was down the street the night before to hang out. found dead the next day. The family did not know about they didn't even know she was dead. She was missing for two, I think two or 3 days. So then they finally after like not being able to get in touch with her, they went to the person's house that they knew she had went to and asked him what was going on. And he said, "Oh yeah, she died. Um the police came. I called the police. They took her away." They had to go to the police then they went to a, a a morgue and tried to find her, and they told her, they told the family that you have to call. I forgot who it was, but I, the some with some they had to call some type of um, police department, but not the police. It was something else to find out where she was, and they ended up calling and finding out, and that was like three days after she died. And once again, this is the Bridgeport Police Department handling this, and in their case. They're saying that they didn't um, do a proper investigation either. They didn't collect the proper evidence. Um, They don't know if this guy had anything to do with it or not. So at this point, I'm like, you know what? Even though I say like, we don't know what these people are into and how they live their lives. The way the Bridgeport police department has handled both of these cases. I can't give them the benefit of the doubt right now. Like I'm thinking maybe there is more to both of these stories. And we need further investigation. And we did have that in another similar situation with um, a guy named, a teenager who was named uh, Kendrick Johnson. I know you guys have all heard this story. Died mysteriously in 2000, I want to say 12 or 13. Found in the gym, rolled up in the gym mat in um, Georgia. Valdosta, Georgia. Now this story's been in the news off and on throughout the years. Uh, They finally had another investigation and they've they've closed it. And they said, basically, they have not found anything new that can make them say he was murdered and they're going to close it. But with this story, I've read so much about it. So I'm a little bit more knowledgeable. And in the beginning, I felt like, and I still do feel like there is a level of a shadow of doubt, like something probably happened or possibly happened to him. But I will say like everything I've read, The two guys that everybody says were involved, their alibis are pretty strong about where they were. One was at like a wrestling meet and the other was like nowhere near the gym at the time. So I just, I knew they were going to have a hard time pinpointing what happened to this young man in this situation. And this is one of those where we're never going to know the truth just because too much time has gone by and we probably didn't get enough evidence in this case. And I hope that doesn't happen with these other two young ladies because they both deserve justice. Their family deserves closure. We we all need to know what happened. And um, if the Bridgeport Police Department is responsible, they need to be held accountable. That's simple as that. So prayers to both of those families. Um, Brenda Rawls, who was 53, and Lauren Smith Fields, who was 23, both mysterious deaths. And I'm just hoping we can get some closure in that situation because no family deserves that type of agony that they're going through right now. And I'll keep y'all updated if I hear anything else about that one. Um, have y'all been paying attention to what's going on with Cardi B and Tasha K? Tasha K is a blogger, a YouTube blogger. I think I guess it's called vlogger if you do video. But she does YouTube basically where she spills the tea on everything, like gives a lot of information. I actually am a fan of Tasha K. Like, I subscribe to her page. I don't watch all her episodes, but I do watch some of them. I'm, I'm very interested in what she has to say on stuff. And she does, at times, break news on stuff that is factual. But this Cardi B one wasn't one of them. She said so much, like, false stuff about Cardi B. That she was ordered to pay $4 million in, uh, I guess, found libel, defamation. And... Yeah, it's it's interesting, man. It's interesting. Tasha K, of course, is saying it's a conspiracy against her, but I'm going to call it like I see it. I think she was wrong for this one. She, she said stuff that was not true about Cardi B. I don't even want to repeat it because I don't want Cardi B coming after me, but it was just a lot of stuff that was not true, a lot of lies, and this might change how everybody reports going forward. Like We just have to be more careful on how we talk about these things, and even when I talk on here, like I'm always careful on what I say is true and not and accusing people of stuff, it's a fine line, and I think everybody going forward needs to toe that line because you don't want to have to pay four million dollars like Tasha K has got to pay. I will say though, she makes a lot of money off her YouTube. She has like a million subscribers on YouTube, so I think Tasha K can afford the four million. I think she'll be okay. I don't think it's the end of her channel, like everybody's saying. She the type of um type of gossip she does. There's a lane for that on YouTube. Everybody still likes to hear that stuff. So I think she'll be okay. I mean, $4 million lighter, but I don't think she's going to be homeless. Let's just say that. Oh, I got another thing I want to talk about because I I had this whole like rant planned about how I hate technology and how I got a new phone because for like the last month I've been getting these um, messages because I was using straight talk and they kept messaging me telling me my service was going to be up because I had a, fo- a phone that was not Volt compatible, which is V-O-L-T-E. It's called Voice Over L-T-E. And they kept telling me, all oh, right, your phone is going to be cut off because you don't have Volt, blah, blah, blah. And after a while, I was just like, all right, man, forget this. I'm getting a new phone. I'm so tired of technology. I've paid like $200 for two phones each in the last two years. So I was just fed up. I was like, all right, I'm getting the cheapest phone I can find. And I I promise you, I went on Amazon, I ordered one of these Nokia Dial pad phones that only has the number pad where it's not touchscreen or none of that. I was about to go old school with it where I was only really going to call people. Text was going to be out of, the, out of the options. Like that was not going to be an option because I was not about to do the three button press on a number to get the letter I need. So I had it all set up and I did research on like what companies I want to go with. So I ended up finding this company called Tello, T-E-L-L-O. Check them out if you're looking for a cheap phone plan. This is not an advertisement because they don't pay me, but I ended up finding a plan for like eight bucks a month. I know you guys are like, there's no way there's a way. (laughs) It was like $7 a month for six months. If you signed up for like the six month prepay, which I did, it's not a big deal. So I did that. It's like almost eight after taxes. So I called it. So I signed up for this plan. I got my SIM card in the mail from Amazon Saturday, which is actually it was very clutch. This this SIM card coming on Saturday. I'll get to that later. But I, I registered a phone and everything yesterday. And I don't know if you guys have ever gotten a new phone, but you have to, or if you switch companies, you have to switch your number over too if you want to keep it. I've had my number for 20 years, 20 plus years. So it's this thing called porting. You have to port the number over to the new company. So I put my request in to port it and I kept getting like, messing messages saying it wasn't working properly. I couldn't port it. So, this is where that SIM card coming Saturday helps because this is Sunday. Now, if it, if it happens today, which is Monday, my I would have got charged $46 for the ne- for the next month from Straight Talk. So, I was like, I got to get this over before this so I can get rid of Straight Talk. So, I kept trying the SIM card in different phones too, like testing it out. And what I ended up finding out was that the SIM card worked in my original phone that Straight Talk was telling me it didn't work in. So I'm like, all right, this is weird. Somebody lied to me. So I'm like, I'm back in business. So at this point, I'm like, all right, I don't have to switch to the old school phone with just the number pad, which I was worried about because I couldn't get the McDonald's app on that phone. So I was like, how am I going to get McDonald's, like my 99 cent coffee without that app? which is much needed because I'm actually going to McDonald's after this episode to get free french fries from that app. Shout out to McDonald's app. <laughs> Needless to say, I end up getting the number ported because it was like 10 o'clock at night, and I said, all right, I got to make something happen. So I called the straight talk people, like, and I didn't want to call customer service because I was like, they might not want to give me my phone number. But one thing I found is um, FCC law says that <laughs> They have to give you your number if you want to switch companies if you live in that region. So once I knew that, I was like, oh, I'm Gucci. So I called Straight Talk. I was like, yeah, yeah, we got to get this number transferred over by midnight because I'm not trying to pay y'all $46 again. So the lady's like, all right, I'm going to help you, blah, blah. It'll take about 10 minutes, but she finally got it. We got it transferred over, and then I had to call the Tello people because I was like, let me make sure I'm official tissue. So the Tello's like, yeah, it's going to take about two hours for it to show up, but you're good. Your number's off Straight Talk. So after that, I was like, bet. Close that straight talk account out. Y'all ain't getting no money from me. I'm rocking with Tello now. $8 a month right now. After that, it goes up to like 11 And this is it. I know you guys are probably wondering what the plan is. So it's unlimited talk, unlimited text, one gig of data. I know you guys are like, one gig of data? What are you going to do with that? This is the reason that I said I only needed one gig of data. Because this is 2022. So like. Pretty much, my reasoning was there is internet everywhere. Like, I have Wi-Fi at my house because I pay for internet already with AT and T UVerse. So I'm home all the time. I am on my Wi-Fi all day, so I'm not even using data. Then if I go to like my mom's house, I'm on her Wi-Fi. If I go to Mark's house, I'm on his Wi-Fi. Anybody's house I go to, I'm getting on your Wi-Fi. So I'm not really using data unless I'm at McDonald's trying to get the drive-through code to get my coffee for ninety-nine cents. So I was like, you know what? That's not going to be a gig. I can get by with this one gig. And I'm all about saving money at this point. Like this year, I told y'all I'm trying to do like, I'm trying to get rid of all unnecessary spending. I've already let the lawn guy go. So now the phone was the next thing. True green, you guys are next on my list. I'm monitoring you guys. If my grass starts falling off and not looking the way it's supposed to look, y'all got to go too. But I'm hanging on to y'all for now. But true green, I'm watching you guys too. Because the thing is, now that I have a job where I'm home, it gives me an opportunity to see everything. So I'm at home now and I'm just seeing how my whole life is working. I'm seeing my bills. I'm seeing everything a little bit more closely than I was before when I was on the move all the time. So now I'm looking at things like, you know, what? I don't really need this $46 a month phone bill. And everybody, I think when it comes to phones, and I always tell people this. I think everybody thinks they need the phone bill. They need like the big name company. It's kind of like a record deal. Everybody wants to be on the major label. Everybody thinks they have to be on the big name phone company cuz they're not official or they don't you're you're not like getting a better deal or coverage. Let me tell you. This company Tello I have right now, they use T-Mobile signal. So if you're on T-Mobile and I'm on Tello, we're using we're getting the same coverage. And they just T-Mobile just merged with Sprint, so we're all pretty much getting the same thing now. But I also found out like Straight Talk got bought out by Verizon. So, uh, you know, Verizon's like the bougie company. Everybody thinks they're like the best because they have Verizon. Y'all paying like $150 a month for your plan. So, have fun with that. But I feel like Straight Talk's going to get bougie soon and their prices. I was even reading like their fine print. Like they were saying, for now, enjoy these plans, but they could change in the future. So, if you have Straight Talk, keep an eye out for that. Your prices might go up soon. Your plans might change. I'm rocking with Tello for now because even if I want to do something different, a year of having Tello, I've saved so much money I can go do whatever I want and get another company but I think the one gig is gonna hold me down for for a while I don't think I I need more a better plan than this for the time being because for one I'm trying to get off my phone anyway like I told y'all I use my phone way too much even like the books I tell you I'm gonna read every week I still don't I still not reading I'm mad at myself although the last couple weeks I've been pretty busy like Those podcasts I did, the Mac Miller, the the Martin Luther King, those took like all my time. So there was no time to read there. Yesterday, I spent like most of my day trying to transfer over this phone number and getting this set up and all that. So that took a lot of my day. I did watch church, though. I'm getting back back close with the Lord. Happy about that. Watched like two services. I watched a little bit of Stephen Furtick's service, and I watched some of the John Gray's um, service. I saw T.D. Jakes put out a service called Road Rage, where that looks pretty interesting. T.D. Jakes is probably my favorite out of all the preachers. So I'm probably going to watch that either tonight or tomorrow, man. Let me tell you something about T.D. Jakes. I know everybody calls it prosperity preaching, because all of like, these preachers preach about is positivity and like giving and all that. But I'll say this about T.D. Jakes. He got me through some tough times last year where I was just down. I didn't know where I was going in life, like. I just was really sad and down, and man, listening to his sermons, they got me through a lot. So I am forever grateful to T.D. Jakes. I think his sermons are excellent. You know what? I'm not mad at the whole prosperity thing because prosperity is what I needed at that time. I needed positive words, all right? I didn't need somebody to tell me I was going to hell when I was sad. So I'm happy I listened to T.D. Jakes, and I would just recommend if you guys are looking for somebody to listen to when it comes to church, you can't go wrong with T.D. Jakes. Have you guys been keeping up with the stock market? It's been a little up and down in um 2022. And it dropped last week. And I know if you guys are like, in the stocks, you saw it drop. I'm gonna tell you why it dropped. So the fed had a meeting last Wednesday, I believe. And they, in this meeting, they had to decide whether they were going to raise the rates or not, which is the interest rates. And I just recently found out this is like interest rates for like the banks, mortgages, like everybody who is somebody This is interest rates for them. So the reason the stock market has been so down, everybody was saying, is because one, inflation is just killing our economy right now. But the inflation plus these interest rates being low is not a good mix. So they said until the rates go up, the market is not really going to be great. So when the Fed had their meeting last Wednesday, they had decided they're going to raise rates in March. Now we don't know how much they're going to raise these rates, but they're going to raise them in March. So what I'm thinking is by March, we should be back to normal when the stock market. Um it looks good today though, which I'm I'm a little interested in seeing how the rest of this week plays out because the market was really like high today. And I'm one of those now who's on this whole thing where I buy the dip. Now, if you don't know the term buy the dip, it means you wait for like prices to go down before you buy. So it's taught me a lot of patience. One thing I'll say about buying the dip, there was a lot of stocks, not a lot, maybe like a few stocks I got last week that I got at a price that they were at last summer. And that's just me being right place, right time. But it it also taught me like, yo, you can be patient sometimes. If you don't get it at the price you want, you don't have to rush and buy it. Sometimes you could just wait a few months, And it might come back down to that price. So I think between now and March, I think the market's going to fluctuate up and down. So if you don't have, like if you want a stock right now and it's not the price you want, I would just say be patient. It might come back down to that price. It might not, but if you have a price you're not willing to move from, hold to it. Buy the dip. What else do I want to talk about? Oh, I have a good story to talk about. So I went to Publix last week to get... I think I was looking for croissants. Yeah, I was looking for croissants because, you know, Publix got, like, that bakery. They got some good croissants. So I went there. I'm in the bakery. And you know the bakery people will be up on you, like, quick. Like, the minute you walk to that counter there. Can I, help you? Can I help you? But um, actually, the girl, this time wasn't that quick. She was, like, busy in the back doing something. So I actually waited for a minute because I knew she would still see me and come over there. So she ends up seeing me. She walks over to me. And she's like, hey. Can I help you? But after she says that, she's like, oh, nice hoodie you have on there. And I'm wearing, if you don't know, I'm wearing my Portland Trailblazer hoodie that I actually bought in Portland when me and Kyle went there years ago. So I'm like, oh, well, thank you. But I'm not used to getting compliments from women on a Portland Trailblazer hoodie. So I'm like, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. She's like, yeah, that's my team. I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold on. (laughs) Oh, wait, what? You're a Blazer fan? She's like, yeah, I love Dame. That's my Dame and CJ. I'm like, what, the, what is going on right now? Like I'm talking to a woman who's a blazer fan who even knows players. Like I was blown away, but I'm like, at this point, I'm like, forget the croissant. I'm trying to have like a blazer conversation with her now. Cause like now I'm like hype, like anything blazer related. I will have like a full on conversation, but I understand we're at public. She's trying to do her job. So <laughs> she got that conversation right back to um uh, what I was looking for. And I was like, oh, I was looking for croissants. They end up not even having the croissants. So I was just like, oh, dang. But I was like, you know what? You're like super cool. So I'm going to remember like you, your face and name. And the next time I see you, like, I'll say what's up. So I feel like I've developed a nice little rapport with this uh, woman that works in the bakery at Publix. Not only, not even, I know what y'all thinking. This ain't no, no, I'm trying to holler thing. This is just like, if I see you, what's up? Hey, Blazers doing good. Blazers doing bad. Like, it's somebody I can interact with now that I know you like the Blazers. Like, I just thought that was a really cool experience. And it's very different than the experience I got at Walmart a while back when um, this other guy in the laundry aisle, the laundry detergent aisle, wanted to have a deep conversation with me. And I actually saw him again when I went to Walmart and I didn't get my croissant at Walmart because the uh, publics didn't have it. I ended up seeing this guy. And that's why I was like, I'm adding this to my list of topics, too. Because the, I had such a great interaction with her, but I saw him. He, didn't, he doesn't recognize me anymore because it was, it was an awkward conversation. And I feel like he has this conversation with everybody or these types of conversations. So he's probably talked to mad people. But I was at Walmart one day and I'm walking down the laundry aisle and he's there. He's stocking shelves, which side note, why is it that the stock people at Walmart are there during the day now? I thought Walmart closed at 11 p.m. so they could stock overnight. It seems like whenever I'm at Walmart, I'm like fighting with these guys. I'm fighting to get through the aisle because we're both in the aisle and they want to stock and I want to look at stuff. And I'm like trying to dodge them. And it's just it's a lot, man. Walmart, I'm not mad at y'all for closing at 11. Like, I understand you save money, but we got to figure out this stocking thing because it's too much of a hassle now trying to even go down the aisles. Every aisle is full of somebody stocking at eight o'clock at night. And I don't understand why we're at this point. Pandemic is coming to a close. I don't need 24-hour Walmart anymore. I'm good. I actually like that they close. Although if there's like that one thing you need at night, you're screwed, but I'm not mad right now. I like Walmart closing at 11. I think most I don't think we need 24-hour stores because I grew up in the 80s and 90s when we didn't even have 24-hour stores. So I'm I'm used to not being able to go to a store at midnight. I'm also used to stuff being closed on Sunday, like not just Chick-fil-A. I remember in New York City, like, everything used to be closed on Sunday. And we don't really have that anymore. Now, there are, like, restaurants and stuff. You'll see they're closed on, like, a Monday and two, or a Tuesday. Like, the Chinese restaurants, they always are closed on, like, a Tuesday now. I guess that's their day. But we need to get back to that where everybody gets, like, the proper rest and all that. Like, we don't need everything open 24-7. We don't need to overwork everybody. I've had this conversation before about the lady at Taco Bell. Shout out to Mike. He said he enjoyed that story. So I'll am try to tell some more stories. But anyways, getting back to the Walmart story. Walking down the laundry detergent aisle. And I'm looking for detergent. And there's this black guy. He's stocking the shelf. He stops me. He's like, hey, man. Can I ask you a question? At this point, I think I'm about to get like the, uh, do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? You know, that's usually how it starts. Or the Jehovah Witness. I thought I was about to get one of those. But I was prepared. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because I'm not rude. I always let people like, ask or talk to me, whatever they want to say. So he's like, Hey, he's like, do you think, do you think we go to heaven if we kill like bugs or spiders? This is, I'm throwing off at this point. I'm like, Wait, what? He's like, yeah, yeah. Like if we commit murder on a person, we go to hell. The Bible says we go to hell. So do you think we go to hell if we kill like a bug or, or a spider or an ant? And I'm just like, fam, I'm just, like this is, this is way too deep right now. Pause. This question is way too deep for the detergent aisle. And I just, I'm trying to answer him. I'm like being diplomatic. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I'm really, at this point I start thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know. I never thought about it. Like I've killed many insects and he made a good point. Like I'm not mad at the super woke deep question that he had, but I didn't have an answer for that. Like, and then, bro, you know you done killed the an ant, too? Like, why are you asking me this when you know you done committed that murder, too? Act like you above this. He's like, yeah, that's something I always wondered about. So I'm just like, I don't know. Man. He saw me getting, like, flustered trying to figure out the answer, too. He's like, yeah, man, I'm not going to hold you. I just, something I've been thinking about, man. I just wanted to ask somebody. He's like, all right, man, if, if you want to get that off your chest, go ahead, bro. i like, I'm not mad at you. Like, I tried to give the best answer I could, but after that, I kept moving. Got my detergent, got the hell up out of that aisle. And I moved on to another aisle. But now every time I see him, I know like I move quick. I got to go past him quick because I know what type of time he's on. I know he's on that deep shit. And bro, I'm not, I don't have, like that's just too deep for me. That's like a question for Mike. Like I can't answer that, bro. Like I wonder, I might have to ask Mike that question because that's a deep question and I'm not mad at it. Like I thought it was a good question, but I don't want to go to hell for killing an ant either. Like, or eating meat. I think he brought that up too. Like pause like if we eat meat, do we go to jail? like do we go to hell? I keep saying jail, but it's not jail, it's hell. I guess hell is the same as jail, but I didn't have an answer for that, but y'all if y'all think about that and you got to answer um respond to me. Cuz he was like, I think he did bring that up. I'm like, "Well, bro, what about these animals that eat us or eat other animals? Like they just as guilty." Like, I don't know. When I'm eating food like that or I kill a spider, I'm not thinking about that, but Damn, what if I get to heaven and God is like, yo, you, you killed that ant on December 1st, 1999. You got to own up to that or you got to, you know, you're 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 not getting in because of that. So it's something to think about. I don't know. Y'all let me know what you think. I thought it was a pretty deep question. Is it too deep for somebody at Walmart to be asking? Like I said, they, they need to be stocking them shelves too. You need to stock them shelves quicker, right? Because like, why do I have to battle you? In the aisle, like I'm trying to reach for the pasta sauce. You keep walking by, grabbing and putting stuff back on the shelf. It's like, man, fam, I miss the days when I could go to Walmart and nobody was in the aisle unless you went at like two in the morning, then they're in there. But now it's like every time I go to Walmart, they're stocking shelves. Uh, we talked about the NFL playoffs already. Oh, it was so cold this past weekend, like especially up north. But if you live in Florida, I know y'all felt it, too it was like 20s, 30s, that was the temp, like at night, and then in the daytime, maybe 50 was the high, and it got me to thinking, and this is some deep stuff too, but the cold, I don't think there's anything more humbling in this world than being out in the cold, because no matter how much money you have, no matter what you are in life, if you're healthy, if you're sick, like, we all get the same feeling in the cold and like you can't do anything about it but get into some warmth but when you're in the cold it's just a very uncomfortable feeling and it's i think it's humbling because it just lets us know we're not above this like we all have to deal with this cold and i always think about the homeless people man that's that's probably the one time where i really one of the times where i think about what it's like to like live out there when you're dealing with those temperatures and i just feel bad like and I've seen like on the news, they do have initiatives where there's churches and stuff that will bring in the homeless or if there's uh centers and we do need government funding. I think I hope those churches or whoever is housing the homeless during the cold weather is getting some type of funding because we have to keep that going. That is a really important thing when it's cold and a lot of people probably don't think about that, but those homeless people out there, man, it is, I can't even imagine how they deal with that weather. With just a jacket, because a jacket ain't going to cut it. You have to be in a warm building. So I hope if you're, if you're homeless, like just get into some shelter, especially when it's cold. But also, as a country, we need more initiatives that at least get them some type of shelter in a warm environment or bed when it's, when it's cold. Because I know they probably don't want to be there all the time. There's a lot of um, homeless people who even refuse to go to a shelter for whatever reason. But saw some good things going on in the news. With that, they were giving, like, vaccinations there. They are giving them the shot. So more of that, even feeding them, letting them bathe, like, proper uh, place to use the restroom. Like, we just need stuff like that. I'm always thinking about the homeless. But when it gets cold, it makes me think about them even more. And it just makes me think about how how good I have it. But it also lets me know, like, I'm not above this cold either. When you're out in that cold, nobody's above it, bro. We're all feeling the same thing. Very humbling. we Will always put things into perspective when you're out in that cold weather. So next time you're in the cold weather, just think about others who are less fortunate, but also think about how you have to deal with that cold too, and you can't do anything about it. Did y'all see the Royal Rumble this past weekend? I don't. I don't think many people that listen to this watch wrestling. So I'll keep this short. But I went to uh, Demain's parents' house, watched the Royal Rumble with him, his family. It was a great time. Happy brother. Happy uh, happy birthday to his mother. And I gave her a nice Cole's gift card, but we watched the Royal Rumble there. It was a it was a decent show. I it was a little too predictable for my liking. I'll cut to the chase. Brock Lesnar run won the Royal Rumble, and um, Ronda Rousey made a return and won the Women's Royal Rumble. And I felt I did say Ronda was going to come back because I'm I'm the type that's already thinking about WrestleMania because the winner of the Royal Rumble gets to have their pick of who they want to wrestle for the title at WrestleMania. So I was like, Ronda's going to come back. She's going to win. She's going to challenge Becky. Cause they never had that their match before. Cause Becky got injured. But then when Brock came, I was like, he's going to win because Brock had earlier lost to Bobby, Bobby Lashley. So when he came in the rumble, I said, he's going to win because the reason he lost to Lashley is because Roman Reigns got in the way and caused him to lose. So I was like, there you go. You got Brock and Roman for WrestleMania. I expect both of those matches to happen. I guess WrestleMania, I think it'll be a good one, but Royal Rumble was a little too predictable for my liking. I hope we can get better next year. Bad Bunny was there again too. He's a good wrestler. But yeah, I'm going to say that Royal Rumble was a little, it was mid. It was like Jimmy Garoppolo's performance. It was mid. I'm going to wrap it up with a couple more topics before I go get my French fries from McDonald's. Um. I had the Impossible Burger the other day, and I think I finally found a solution to eating, like, a regular hamburger. That Impossible Burger, if you guys have never had it, it tastes just like a real burger. Now I know some vegans say it's not real vegan because it didn't pass some tests. I don't know, but it's better than just eating red meat. It's better for you, so I would highly recommend the Impossible Burger. I seasoned it up with, like, some, um, I think it was, like, a McCormick or one of those seasonings, a hamburger, gourmet burger seasoning. Cooked it right on the stove about five minutes, and that thing was good, man. I ate it for breakfast. Probably needed to move to back to dinner or something because it's a little too big for breakfast. Pause. But I recommend the Impossible Burger if you guys are looking to meat alternatives. It, you can't go wrong with it. It's amazing. I had Beyond Meat before, and I was told I did it the wrong way. I had the, the sausage Beyond Meat crumbles, and I tried to put those in spaghetti. They were nasty, but I'm going to try the Beyond Meat, their ground beef, fake meat, <laughs> and I'm going to cook that for my spaghetti next time, and I'll let you know if that works, but if not, Impossible is the way to go. Uh, They said Tom Brady was retiring, or apparently the news has leaked out that Tom Brady's retiring. He's re- his camp is saying that he hasn't officially retired yet, so I'm a little confused as to what's going on. So I'm not going to do my farewell, all that Tom Brady stuff that everybody else is doing. But I will say something I thought was interesting. They said that the reason he's saying he's not retired yet is because apparently he has like a $10 million bonus coming on Friday. So he's not trying to announce that retirement until he gets this bonus, which if that's true, I'm not mad at that. Get your money and then retire. He's doing it the right way. But Adam Schefter broke the news that he's retiring and now everybody's running with it. Still haven't heard an official word from Tom Brady yet, so I'll hold off on that. But I would say look at what happens on Friday because supposedly he's getting a $10 million bonus. If he gets that bonus, probably expect a retirement announcement after that. Also, I heard he has a TV show or some type of documentary he's doing where he might want to make the retirement announcement on there. So, a few things to look forward to or look for in uh, some clues to if he's retiring or not. Um, Two more. Three more topics. No, two more. I'm not, I made a, I don't know if it's a resolution, but I'm trying to do something different this week. I'm not spending money. Like I told myself Sunday was going to be, no, Saturday was going to be the last day I spend money for the week. Cause I bought so much crap last week. Like I bought so much stuff that I feel like I have enough food for the week. And I don't really need to go buy any other miscellaneous things. So I'm trying something different. I think you guys should try this too, where for the you should, on Saturday, make sure you have everything you need for the week and see if you can go through the whole week with whatever you have at your house and not have to go out and buy anything. So I'm going to see if I can go a week without spending money on anything. Like, I don't need gas for the week. I don't need food. I think I can go this week without having to go to the store for anything. I will let you guys know next week how that goes. But I think I'm going to start trying to do that once a month where I go a week without spending money on anything. Because I feel like whenever I go out, I spend money on, like if I go to Walmart for anything, I'm going to, if I just walk in there and buy something, if I go to Target and buy something, so I'm trying not to go anywhere. Like even though I say I'm going to McDonald's tonight, I'm going to go get these French fries. but That's because the app says they're free. So I'm going to go get the free French fries and I still won't spend no money. And if they try to charge me, I'm walking out, not spending. My last topic before I get off is YouTube is doing something different. Apparently, like, I don't know where this came from. YouTube has these new things they're doing called shorts, where it's like they put these, like, they let you put, like, a 30-second video up, a clip. I think it's a cheap pop. That's what I call it. I call it a cheap pop. It's a thing that they call in wrestling where you're doing something cheap, just to get like some props or applause or you're trying to get a reaction. And I hate this. I hate these shorts that YouTube is doing because I think the main reason I hate it is because I have to watch a commercial. They never let me get straight to the short. Every time I click on these, one of these damn 30 second videos, I always get a, like a 30 second commercial just to watch a 30 second video. So I think I'm, I'm going to, um, boycott all these shorts. And I, I don't know where this came from or why this is such a thing, but everybody is doing shorts now. And the shorts don't even be talking about nothing. The only shorts that I think are really decent are the ones ESPN does because they'll give you like a little clip or something, like a highlight. LaMelo did this or this lady today. I saw a clip of a lady teaching her little daughter how to shoot the basketball on some hoop a guy was holding up. And the daughter made it after like 100 tries because the mom, bet. she showed her like, yo, bend your knees and you know push your arm forward. And she made it. So I thought that was a good short, but. Some of them, like the, the podcast shorts, y'all don't be talking about nothing. So I'm I'm tired of that. I'm not going to watch any more of these shorts. Like I said, unless it's the ESPN one, those are decent. But other than that, YouTube, I see what you're doing. And the people posting these shorts, <laughs> I see what y'all are doing. None of y'all are, none of y'all are low. I know what everybody's trying to do right now, man. Everybody's trying to get little views. or you 100,000 views on a 30-second videos. Probably worth a lot. I don't know, man. I don't like it. I don't like it at all, but that's it for me. That was my last topic. I don't know if I talked about the Blazers beating the Magic last week, but they beat them on MLK Day. um, Shout out to them for that. Anthony Simons went crazy. Went crazy on them. Actually, no. Oh, no, he didn't go crazy. He went crazy another game. CJ did good that game. Oh, Nurk. It was Nurk. Nurk had like 23 and 20 here. I think my new nickname for um, Nurkic is Nurk Chamberlain. Because Nurk just be destroying people lately. I'm starting to think I want to keep him at the trade deadline. I know I said before we're going to trade him. I don't want to trade Nurk. I want. I mean, we still need to get rid of Rocco, Robert Covington. But I'm cool with keeping Nurk at this point. I mean, he's our only center left right now. Cody Zeller's out for, like, the rest of the season. This Blazer team, man, we're, we're definitely headed towards the lottery. I think there's a chance they can sneak in the playoffs, but... I'm interested to see what they do at the trade deadline. That's uh, February 10th. So next week we should know a little bit more about the direction we're going in the season. But with that being said, I'm going to end this podcast. I finally went over an hour. I'm proud of myself. I'm not really going to edit anything on this one. You're going to get all the mistakes. If there's like a long pause or something, I'll take that out. But other than that, I'm going to end this show with a big crit song called I Gotta Stay. Not sure if I played it on the podcast before. I probably have, but I feel like I need to play it again. Just because, um, like I said, I lost a good friend in Doreen. And this is one of those songs that sums up what I'm feeling and what a lot of y'all are going through right now. When you lose somebody. I actually sent this to another one of my friends today because she's going through some stuff with a loss in her family or a couple losses in her family. So I think this is one of those songs that everybody can get something out of something you'll feel so check it out this is i gotta stay by big crit rest in peace doreen this is keeping it real with jared lawrence i'll see y'all next week
3: All boy, I heard him call your name I knew you got your ticket, now you on your way And it was hard to watch you wave goodbye I write you here and there with no need to reply It's just I lost a good friend in a time of need Like forever would be better, but this time you're free Hate your left, it's kinda selfish just to think that way You going home, don't worry what you probably would say But yeah, it hurts, but I smiled the thought You at peace in your mind, no longer aching your heart Finish your story rise with the sun, finally to hear your father say, "Serving we what done, I strive, to be half of what you was, I'm just hoping, that I could carry on your love, and I regret, all the times I had to leave you, I promise I'ma see you when I see you, I told her you should go on, it's better that way, I wish I could i gotta stay but i yeah. gotta stay your motherly hands used to usher sunday mornings played the tambourine so well reminiscing on my granddaddy shed tears as you looked at his pictures on the shelf phone ringing every day friends gone away wishing you could go but you had to stay i sit and cry with you Soon the feelings have been passed Oh well one day that you'd pack your bags Turn to me and ask Don't fret when I leave This earthly body of mine and did all of its deeds crawl till it walked and held all it could breathe Carry on what I've taught you Was given through heat to you For me In times like this, believe I got a call like you used to get Just the other day They told me you'd gone home to stay I told Yo. her you should go on It's better than I wish I could come with you, but I gotta stay, but I gotta stay, now I know what you meant when you used to sing, if I had wings, 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 I'd fly away, I'd fly away, better that way, I wish I could come with you, but I gotta stay, but I gotta stay, but I gotta stay.